for all of who God is. He's an awesome, amazing God, indescribable. Not even enough trees, not enough uh, uh, ink that the Bible tells us to where we can even describe and proclaim who he is. Amen. Thank God for the 66 books, but still, he's an awesome God, church. Amen. We're truly grateful to be back on this wonderful Thursday night. Service, good to see everybody back here in the house of the Lord and those watching online. Welcome, welcome to our church service this, this evening. And we encourage you to come on out and be with us this weekend as well. Again, Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Amen. We're looking forward to what God's going to do. Amen. We had an awesome time last weekend. Had a surprise meal. Amen. And it was a blessing. And truly, truly, uh, we hope and pray that, uh, again, God <coughs> will draw men and women back to the house of the Lord this weekend. So come and make plans to be with us. Make plans to be with us in the house of the Lord. And truly, he will be blessed. Amen. But we're here tonight. Amen. If the Lord tarries, uh, again, we will be able to see that night. But we're here tonight as well. I'd like to welcome each one here uh, again in service. I want you to um, uh, turn with me to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. For me, passes a scripture this evening. And we say thank you for your giving as well. Again, thank you for your giving in the offering. Continue to support the work here. Again, as the Lord, again, provides to you. Let's back, give back to the Lord and watch him truly bless you as well. But Isaiah 55 is a familiar scripture uh, for some a passage in which God, uh, God, uh, his thoughts about us, his thoughts about his children, his thoughts about mankind as well. And so we want to uh, draw that out this evening. The Bible says in verse 1, Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. He that hath no money, come ye. Buy and eat ye. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Number two, he went on and says, Wherefore do ye spend money? For uh, that which is not bread, and ye labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligent unto me, and eat that ye uh, which is that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. He says, Incline thy ear, come unto me. Here uh, uh, your souls shall live. I will make it an everlasting covenant. The Bible says with you, even the sure mercies of David. And in verse 4, it went on and says, Behold, I give him uh, for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt, call, uh, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew uh, not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God, for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Verse 6, he says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. He says, Call ye upon him. While he is near, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let every uh, every and, and let him return unto the Lord, for his he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. The Bible says in this last piece I want to give you it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. And in verse nine I give you this last one: for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. We'll stop right there. But for a little bit today, we want to grab, capture that last piece there uh, about God's thoughts for us. God's thoughts for us. Amen. Reverend Johnson, we open us in prayer, please.
Amen. God's thoughts for us. God's thoughts for us. You know, God loves us tonight. Reverend touched on it earlier about the love of Almighty God. He sees a people that he looks down from his throne even probably now as we speak. He looks down upon this earth, which is his footstool, the Bible talks about. And all of the hustle and bustle on this earth, God sees and he knows. He watches mankind as we go to and fro. He even just sit back sometimes and people watch. And you begin to say what everybody is doing and how God can keep it all in place. And God sees and knows everything what's going on in your life, my life, the man across the street, up and down on the bus. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody has a plan and a purpose. Some are going to work. Some are coming home from work. Some are going here and going there. All this stuff is happening on earth, this side of the earth and other parts of the earth. God sees it all. Amen. And through it all, he loves us all. He cares for us all. His creation his, 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 his mankind who was made in his image, mankind who he so dearly loves tonight. He has great thoughts for us. Uh, if you remember the scripture over in Jeremiah, he said his, his plans for us uh, is for us to be blessed. His plans for us is to prosper in his ways. God has great plans for all of mankind and when he created us. And so naturally we see how the God's plans are oftentimes even greater than our plans. How I many know that? Mankind, it's hard sometimes for us to, Scripture tells us, to comprehend the lengths and the depths and the breadths of Almighty God. To really see what all God has for us, the potential God has for us, the things in which God has for our lives. Sometimes it's hard to even envision that in our own hearts and souls. God has great plans for each of us today. Bible says God loved us before we even loved ourselves. Let me know that. God, we can't even see to even love ourselves enough. But God, in his infinite wisdom, even loved us beyond when we didn't even know to love ourselves. The Bible says, uh, again, his thoughts, he's uh, almighty, all-knowing. So you touched on a little bit in that song, all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing God. There's nothing that can get past him. There's nothing he cannot do. Everything that we see on this earth somehow, uh, some way derives from him. The earth is his and all therein and thereof belongs to him, the fullness thereof. And we see, uh, again, but even in creation, we thank God that God created mankind, however, as a free moral agent. God began to, he didn't want to make us robots. How many know that? He didn't want to make us robots. He didn't want to make us as people who, uh, 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 again, would just uh, be like cookie cutters and uh, uh, begin to just follow and then be something that, that we cannot f exercise our own free will, if you please. So God began to uh, give us a soul. God made us naturally for us to make that choice and live by faith. But because of the fall of man, because of sin, naturally, man's thoughts and his um, thought ways and his actions begin to drift from God. The Bible says, as you read the scriptures throughout it, and so it became chaotic because of sin. And so naturally, man began to do things that was right in his own eyes. You go back and read it, it's, it's, it's captured that way in a few verses of scripture about man did things 
that was right in his own eyes. It's, it's featured that way even in the book of Judges, two or three times in Judges, how the Bible says they didn't have a king. And because they have a king, man began to do things in his own uh, order, in his own thoughts. Even as we see, even in uh, uh, the days of, of early days of mankind's history, God said, you know, I got to cut this thing off. Why? Because man began to do all manners of things. The Bible says that we have, man used to be able to live for six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred years, James. Can you imagine that? All these years on earth, and why did one many wonder why God stopped it? Because man began to just imagine all manners of things. The effects of sin, the longer we were here on earth, the longer we get into trouble. Let me know that. The longer we're here, and, and, and so God said, you know, I'm going to cut that thing off at 120. Go back and read that. He cut it off at 120 and said, nobody's going to live past 120 longer. Why? Because he would, can't, can't control himself. He stay on this earth long enough, you're going to find yourself in the mischief is what he was saying. And so after the flood, naturally God began to ordain these things and how mankind was in all manners of, uh, all manners of things in life. And so we find in our world today in as well, mankind is, is all manners of things you can imagine. You can't even imagine all the things that's happening in our society today. And, but God sees it all. But we pray tonight that man will begin to turn his mind back to God tonight. Back to God. And so <clears throat> we think about this. And so God, the Bible says they didn't have a king. They didn't have a, 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 a divine leader to lead them and guide them, to show them the way. And I, I was listening to a Bible study by Reverend Kinson the other day about subjection. And, and he was just, he went into how that, again, uh, thank God. He said, God gives us pastors. God gives us overseers. God, the Bible says, and apostles and bishops, why? To watch for our soul. And thank God today, he was talking about following the shepherd, something to that effect, and how that, again, God leads us and guides mankind, and God will begin to uh, ordain people to do what? To guide us towards God. That's when we follow Jesus, the good shepherd, but God also gives us people over us. Why? To help guide us and lead us uh, uh, through the things they watch for our soul. And uh, if not, we'll be a loose, loose cannon all over the place. I mean, what I'm talking about. We'll be all over the place in our lives. We'll be all over the place with no direction, no order. Thank God we serve a God of orders and I am. And before we came to Christ, our life was out of order. Our life is all messed up. And our world today is all messed up until we come back to God, until mankind comes to God. And today we begin to invite you to get to God as quickly as possible so God can order and put things order in your life. His thoughts for us, God wanted a better life for all of mankind. So naturally, after the fall of man in, in Genesis uh, uh, 3, the Bible talks about how he endeavored to build that relationship back with man. And we know that it was ultimately fulfilled through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God's divine plan to send his son Jesus to die on that old rugged cross that we can be saved, that we can be delivered, that we can be reunited back to, to our heavenly father and where we can begin to take on the mind of Christ and live a life godly unto him. And so let's look at some of this. The Bible says in Isaiah verses 1 through 3, he began to say, come to me. God began to tell the people, come, 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 come. Can't you see? God will, because God knew the thoughts about us. He saw that they were thirsty. He sees that they're hungry. He saw that they were in need in their lives. And so God, by his plan, he says, would you come back? Would you come and, and begin to desire of me and begin to uh, receive me and, and begin to dedicate your life to me? He says they didn't have no bread. They spend money, and they go throughout life looking for happiness and joy. He said, but hearken diligently unto me. He said, and begin to eat of the things of me. 
He said, eat of the things of me. Begin to enjoy the things of me. Eat of the things that will be good for the soul because God knows what's best for mankind. But because of man's hardness of heart, we seek other ways. We seek our own plan. We don't need God. Say about a man how he feels like he knows everything. You talk to him, he knows everything. <laughs> He's a jack of all trades. And I'll be like, man, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> but he knows. Even those conversations that you had with somebody else. Yeah, I know. Man, you don't know what you're talking about. But he knows. And so, but you think about this and how the mankind will be right in his own eyes. But God began to tell him, he says, they don't even know their own good. They don't even know that they need God. So smart, but they can't fathom the fact that they need God. Wonder why the life's a mess. Wonder why they can't seem to get ahead without taking two steps forward, without taking five steps backwards. Why? Because they can't see, again, what God has planned for them. They say, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to live my way. Like Sinatra said, I'm going to do it my way. No, we cannot do it our way. We need God in our lives. Let me say it today. I thought that I could do it on my own. I thought I could make it on my own. I thought that, again, I could survive on my own. But I'm living here today telling you about greatest decisions. When I begin to surrender and say, God, I need you every step of the way. God, let me stop trying to do it in my own strength, my own ways, my own footsteps. God, I'm going to mess myself up. And if we don't, we will definitely mess ourselves up. The Bible says, it says, incline to me in verse 3, incline 55.3. Isaiah 55.3 says, incline unto me, give ear unto me. He says, and, and, and your soul shall live. He said, if you would just listen to me, if you would just, again, obey, if you would just, again, trust my word, if you would accept my son Jesus, if you would uh, surrender totally to God, you will find life that you're looking for. You will find the peace that you're looking for. You'll find the happiness that you're looking for. You'll find that true satisfaction. He said, when you hearken and come unto me, he says, you shall live. He said, I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. Everlasting, uh, again, everlasting life, church. A wise man can think of that and say, hey, you know what? That's pretty smart. If I live for you and accept you now, I can live eternally and forever in heaven. Man, that's a great plan. Yeah. You know, again, in life today, God begins to make this great plan. He had a great plan for all of mankind. He still does. God has best for us. And the Bible says, he said, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will, you can spend eternity with me. But man thinks, oh, no, he's trying to control my life. He's trying to dictate my life. No, God is trying to help you. From the things of the devil. The devil will say that. He said, oh, God's just trying to uh, uh, suppress your life. No, he's not trying to suppress you. He's trying to help you, keep you out. God is trying to keep us out of a whole lot of heartache and pain. I mean, uh, he will keep you out of a whole lot of heartache and pain if we would just simply abide by him. God, living for God, man, is awesome. <laughs> Amen. Even the ups and downs of it all. Again, even the hills and valleys of it all, I'm telling you today, it's something about being underneath the wings of the cover tonight, about underneath the shadow of God, underneath his protection, underneath his divine covering today. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a blessing to know Christ Jesus, your Lord and your Savior. Even again, if we don't have everything we want, if we don't have all the fineries of life, again, our reward is up in heaven, brothers and sisters, today. I'm telling you today, that's a great trade-off tonight. We suffer for a little while here and there, but God will bless with the everlasting uh, covenant that he said here in his word. Bible says mankind thinks uh, mankind thinks that he shouldn't listen. I remember uh, growing up. Actually, I was just talking about this today, and I was talking about how that uh, again they were telling old war stories about how to, some foolishness that we used to do back in the day, and uh, uh, we was just talking about. I look back and say, you know, I look back, mom, my mom and dad were trying to protect me from a whole lot of mess. 
Certain ones, they didn't want me running around. Certain family members, even family members, they didn't want us going around. Why? Because, again, they knew the mess that was involved in a lot of households. They knew what happened behind closed doors. They knew the, the, the vicious cycle that was there, the generational curse of the family. Again, well, we all have that same generational curse of sin, but naturally drugs and alcohol run prevalently through a lot of households and families. Let me know that today. And naturally, we have a prayer call every week. This is the Carter side of my family, my father's side of the Carter family. And we go interceding for our family members, not only there, but just all over, really, just in general. It's general prayers as well. But why? Because we didn't want to intercede. We know that again here today, God has better for households. God has better for families. God has better for your children. God has better for all of mankind. But that generational curse of drugs and alcohol, and so they were trying to protect me and keep me. Why? Because they knew what was best. They saw how lives were messed up. They saw how families were split. How, again, here today, uh, uh, abuse and, and all these different things that comes along with that. And we find again, why? Because they saw and they can see. And many times our Heavenly Father sees and knows everything. Can you imagine he sees and knows everything, much more than even a parent can see. So naturally, God was trying to stop the curse. Again, the curse of getting a bunch of children out of wedlock and, 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 and really, uh, uh, just problems in general. We can, we can list a whole bunch of stuff. We, and every, every household is outside of God knows what I'm talking about. But God sees what's best for us. And he says, follow me, follow my plan. And he told him, he says, and you will see the blessings fall upon your life. You'll see the covenant I made with my, my King David. You'll see the blessings fall on your life. You'll see as you follow my plan, you'll see God move in a mighty way. How I many can say that today? God has great things in store for those that, that will begin to get in God's thought pattern and God's will and God's way today. He says, hearken unto me, follow my plan, and the mercy of God and the protection and the love of God will cover you and it will keep you every day. And that covenant, no doubt, where you'll be his, he'll be your God and we'll be his children, where he'll bless you beyond measure. He'll keep you and guide you every step of the way. In verse 4, he went on and says, I have given you for a witness, him, David, for a witness for you, commanding the leader people. They saw how David was blessed beyond kings even to this day. Even on their flag, they see the star of David because they know how mighty of a king that he was. His testimony, again here, his testimony about his relationship with God. No king could compare to him and how he loved God. Again, God thought well of him. God thought well of him and he labored him a man after my own heart. He said, I've labored him a man after my own heart. And, and so naturally, even, uh, again, the things of God, he desired the things of God. He desired to see God bless. He wanted to just have a closer relationship with God. And, and brother and sister today, that's to be our desire as well. And so he said, I'll make this covenant with you. And nobody could compare to that relationship. And any other king of Israel could compare. David, we see David's victories, and we also see David's failures. It was all made known throughout the word of God. But, uh, again, we admire how he had a desire to get right with God. That was it. And you know what? And, and, and that was the part about what God loved about it. Why? Because he was willing to make it right. Amen. That's God's desire for you not to stay running from him. His desire was, he said, he came looking for Adam. He knew what Adam had done. 
He knew Adam had fallen, and he came down to earth and said, Adam, where are you? He already knew what happened. Amen. You know what? And so, but what he desired, he didn't want Adam to run from him. He wanted him to run to him. And David, no doubt, David ran to God. David ran to the, to the king. He, when he fell, when he messed up, he would get on his knees. The whole book of Psalms, a lot of the book of Psalms is about David playing to God, getting to God, get, trying to stay in connection with God. Why? Because he knows that's where his blessing came from. The Bible says today his desire was to get it right. Amen. To get it until, again, he saw, again, that God move in a mighty way. He was just trying to get in God's good graces again. In church today in our lives and our souls, we pray that mankind, and tonight if you're watching and don't know Christ, we pray that your thoughts begin to say, God, I just want to get in your graces. God, I just want to be what you want me to be. God, I, I'm not all I should be, but God, please forgive me tonight. I receive you as my Savior tonight, Lord Jesus, tonight. I pray that you're going to cleanse me from all my ways. And God is willing. I'm telling you, again, if he wanted to send you to hell, he would have by now. But his, by his grace and his mercy, he's given each of us an opportunity to make things right. How many know that? God sees his thoughts about you, and he gives us time after time. But my friend today, don't wait too late. Don't wait until it's too late. Naturally, we see here today, but God's love, which endures forever. His love, no doubt, has reached out to this even this very night. The Bible says, so he says, seek the Lord. I'm going to move to this. He says, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. I, I moved over. Let me back up. The Bible says, behold, the nations shall, shall call. They shall, thou shalt call nations, and thou knowest not. He said, nations that, that, that knew not thee shall run to thee because of the Lord thy God. For the Holy One Israel, for he hath glorified thee. God says today they, Israel become, will become attractive. They will become attractive because of the God that they serve. They will become attractive because of, again, the glory of God that was upon them. Whether it was the blessings of God, many nations come. And that's why America loves Israel and why we have a covenant with Israel. Why? Because we know the blessings and we know what the word of God said. He said, I'll bless them that bless you. I, I, but I'll curse them that curse you not. That don't want to bless you. I'll curse them that curse your name. And so we see, we, we, he said, but those that would join in and become a part of this covenant. And you know, I just thought about this now about the engraftedness. God wants all men and women to be engrafted into that promise. God wanted all men to be engrafted. To see all men from all walks of life. From red, yellow, black, and white to come and being grafted into that same promise of salvation, the same promise of his power through the Holy Ghost, the same promise of eternal life. God's thoughts was for all men to be saved tonight. My friend today, don't, don't push away the thoughts God has for your life. So naturally, he wanted us all to be experienced the glory of him. Again, and so we find when our minds, again, as we have our minds on him, God's glor glorious things will happen. Let me say that tonight. When our minds are on the Lord, when we get in tune and in line with the Lord, our God, glorious things will happen. How many going to believe that with us tonight? How many want glorious things to happen in your life? How many say that today? Well, the Bible says we must put on that mind of Christ. Let us lock in and begin to worship God. Lock in and begin to serve him. Lock in and get into his will. Lock in and say, God, your will be done in my life. Your will be accomplished in my life. God, I, don't want, I want to partake of the goodness of God. I want to partake of your divine plan for my life. I want to partake of this covenant that you told about today. I just want to be pleasing in your sight today. And the Bible says so. He said in verse 6, how do I do this? He says, seek the Lord to seek him. Desire, have him, to begin to want more of him, to desire. As you go back and read some, as we say, uh, the writer, he said, I pant after the word. I pant after God. I'm yearning for God. I'm yearning for like this water. Brother, you check out this, did you? 
You touch it. All right. I, I, I yearn for this water. I yearn for this drink. I yearn for these things of God. I yearn for the for the blessings of God. I yearn for the goodness of God. I want to just be close to walk with the Apostle Paul said it. He said, I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I just want to get close to him. I want to experience this thing. I want to get as close as I can to him today. I'm reminded how Peter and various ones, how they wanted to just be as close as they possibly could. Why? To get more of God today. So he says, seek me while I may be found. There's coming a door when it, day when the door will be closed. There's coming a day when the window will shut. He says, call upon him while he's near. Tomorrow's not promised, brothers and sisters, today. I think about it all the time. So much happens so quickly in life. Things happen so fast. and Man, our lives can change on the drop of a hand. And just think about it, whether it's a, a car accident or just straight bullet we don't know what our but tomorrow we don't know what may happen so we must seek him while he may be found get into god's plan now while the window of grace is open no matter how noah the bible says that when he built that ark people thought he was out of his mind <laughs> they thought noah has gone off his mind in the middle of nowhere there's not even a river around here <laughs> his thoughts were far-fetched way out in some space somewhere this man off his rocker. He said, I want you to build an ark, this big boat, and I want you to go get all animals that you can find, male and female, and bring them into this ark. I don't know where I'm going to get all the creation and put in this ark, those on the earth, those that are living on the earth, all the creeping, the crawling things, big things, little things. He's out here hammering away for decades and decades, James, building this big old boat. Building a boat took a long time, too. Long time, people died. Oh, Noah. <laughs> they went to their grave watching Noah build his ark. And yeah, preaching the word of God. He was a man of righteousness. Trying to get people to turn their thoughts, to turn their thinking to God. Turn your mindset to God. Turn your thought pattern to God. Take some time out and let me stop in the morning and get my thought on God before my mind starts racing about what I got to do for the day. Before I start turning on the news and start worried about this and worried about that, let me take a moment of my time and, amen, focus on Almighty God. Came down the steps, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, my wife was on her knees in the living room. Before the sun barely even coming out, I said, my God, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, on her knees, praying to God. I didn't even want to touch. I stepped across her. I said, bless you. And she said, have a great day. I said, all right, praise the Lord. Her mind was on God. Maybe she was praying. Maybe she was praying for me. I don't know. Maybe she's praying for you. Maybe she's praying for my daughter. Maybe she's praying for the church. But whatever it is to get your day started out on God, morning, noon, and day, have we sought thee? Let us wake up with our mind stayed on him in the noonday. The writer said, I got to keep my mind on God in the middle of your day. Stop what you're doing because things will happen during the day. Let me stop for a minute to pray to get my thought pattern back on God. In the evening after it's all said and done, let me get my thought pattern back on God. Let me get my mind on God. He says here today, God's thoughts for He said, think on me. Look to me. I'm telling you, I can help you today. Get your mind on God. Maybe we need to get our minds and hearts towards God. The time of grace will close. And so naturally thought Noah was out of his mind. But the Bible says there came a time when the doors were closed. The window was shut. The doors were shut. And nobody can enter in. And so Jesus, uh, the word says here today in Isaiah 55, 6, Seek me while I may be found. Because the door will shut one day on our lives. And what will we have done? 
What will be our thought pattern? What will be our lifestyle? What will, what will be our mindset when we die? As we finish, the Bible says in verse 7, Isaiah 55, 7, he says, let the wicked forsake his ways. The wicked forsake their ways. The wicked sin will not always last. Sin will get old. Sin will not satisfy. He said, forsake the way. Repent of this way. Turn from that way. That way that leads to destruction. That way that leads over the cliff. And the way that leads to hell, my friend. Today, he says, forsake that way. Forsake the ways of the enemy of our soul. Forsake that thought pattern. Say, I've got to get to God. I've got to get to my Lord today. I've got to get to the same, he says. And unto the righteous, he says, man, his thoughts. He says, forsake the ways and forsake his thoughts. Forsake those things that go on in our minds and our hearts that are not of God. He said, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And our God, he for he is a, a, a partly abundantly pardon. He said, my God is just waiting for man. God is on the edge of heaven even now as we speak. If they would just call on me. They say, preacher, God has given up on me. And he hasn't given up on you. As long as you still have life, Amen. God still says, I, have, I can pardon your sins. The devil says, ah, oh, don't bother coming to church. Don't bother praying. You've gotten too far away now. No, 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 come. It's never too far away. It's too late when you die. Then it's too late. But today, he says, come, come to the Lord. Well, now, he says, he will abundantly pardon everything as far as the east is from the west. Our Lord is able to wash away all of us. Aren't you grateful for that tonight? Aren't you grateful that God, no doubt, is able to forgive any and every sin? He says, forsake our ways, the lifestyle outside of God, the life of sin today. He says, we must forsake it, forsaking our thoughts. Uh, again, our minds are constantly bombarded with thoughts tonight. That's what the Bible says, put on the helmet of salvation. Take on the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith. The shield of faith to block that stuff out. Your mind will constantly be bombarded. We, I don't, Jimmy, I don't know if you remember this. Next door used to be a three-quarter house. Man, all these men used to come to serve. I miss that three-quarter house. <laughs> the neighbors started complaining about everything, but, man, we had a good time. We were, man, about 10, 15 of them guys used to come. Bible study service. You remember that, Jimmy? Them guys next door. And one time a man raised his hand. He said, we were talking about thoughts. It was Bible study. I think it was. And he said, he said how can I stop these thoughts? So you're going to never be able to stop the thoughts. But you know what you can do? I said, birds will always fly over your head. But you can't let them land and build a nest. Because once some thoughts start building up in there, man, it's a mess. I mean, know what I'm talking about. But you got to constantly shoot that bird away. Shoot that thought away. Shoot that out of my head. Get that out of my heart. Get those imaginations. The Bible says cast down imagination. Cast down those thoughts that are not of God. Cast down those things of evil in our hearts and our soul. You got to constantly do that. Keep blocking that thing. Keep that helmet on your head. That thing will block off here and block it off there and shake it off easily. Amen. Say, God, help me in my thought pattern. That's why the Bible says because our minds will run wild. Inventions and ideas and plots and plans by the devil, no doubt. And even mankind as we open up with, again, he says, uh, we find ourselves all over the place. Amen. Mankind is all over the place without God. Amen. And so we see. And even in that, we, uh, the Bible even talks about, uh, well, not the Bible, but that old saying is the idle mind is the devil's workshop as well. How many know that today? Now, idle mind is the devil's workshop. We must stay busy in the Lord. Amen. Stay busy for the kingdom. The Bible says, I got to get this through this, guy. The Bible says, for we walk and I after the flesh. Second Corinthians 3. 10, 2 Corinthians 10. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk in the flesh. He said, for the weapons I walk for are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. He said, a mighty, are uh, uh, casting down imaginations. 
casting down imaginations and so thoughts that come into our head, things that happen in our lives. We got to cast that stuff down as not of God. He said, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, when the devil starts lining you and telling you you can't make it, the devil starts lining you and say, don't serve God. The devil starts lining you and go back into sin. No, he says it today, cast that stuff down. The devil tell you to hate someone or despise someone. No, let me cast that thing down. Let me pray. Let me pray this thing through. Let me get it right. Let me pray. Let me cast this thing out of my mind. This lust or whatever case may be, this ill will towards someone, let me cast it out of my mind. These things will constantly bombard our minds. As long as we live long enough, throughout your day, something's going to hit your head. I mean, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> something's going to come in there, and you got to get that thing out as quick as you can. He said, cast it down. Get out of here, Satan. He says, bring the mind into obedience of Christ. Say, God, let me think on you. Let me think on the things of God. He says, return unto God. Get my mind on God. The mankind get his mind on Jesus. He said he will abundantly pardon. And the Bible says in verse 8, Isaiah 55, I got to get through this. The Bible says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. He says today, God's thoughts are higher than ours. He says, our thoughts and our ways. He says, let us not lean on our own understanding as well. Scripture tells us in Proverbs, he said, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Let me run this by God first. Let me run these thoughts let me run my life by God. Let me run, again, my decision-making by God. Let me not lean on my own understanding. I don't even know how it's going to work out. I don't know how God's going to provide for this. I don't know how God's going to meet the need. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I can't lean on my understanding. God, I'm going to trust you in this. I'm, let me just follow your lead, God. Let me follow you, God. Let me follow your voice. Let me follow your plan, God. It may not look like it right now, but God, you said it. It may not look like it's going to rain right now, but God, you said it. You said in your word. I just got to follow you. Amen. The Bible says, where would we be if we didn't follow the voice of God? If we got out of his will? Amen. Where would we be growing up if we didn't listen to God? Amen. And so we must, we must continue to follow his voice. Amen. And we must, again, be willing to receive what God has. Because our ways sometimes are not his ways. It's like a parent who uh, tells their child something. <laughs> and the child don't want to listen. The child doesn't want to listen. And he'll continue to want to do his own way. And it'll mess up that child or that, that individual. To where again in the day that, that lives. And you see it all the time. And they are getting run into things because they fail to listen to Almighty God. Down the line. Let's finish up. The Bible says, as higher as the heavens are higher than the earth. He said, as the heavens are higher than the earth, and so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God knows what's best for us. The manufacturer. I didn't get a chance to go. I wanted to go to this museum. We got to go back. The movie's up in Detroit. And I, I passed by the, the, the Ford Museum manufacturing. I wanted to go in there. I didn't have time, though. But I thought about how the manufacturer, he knows all the intricate parts. He knows all the details about it. He knows all the plan and the purpose of it all, what things are for and what, what things are. And you know what? God is our manufacturer today.
God is our manufacturer. He knows how, we, how, how he made us. He knows the things about us. He knows how to uh, shape us and mold us and correct us and fix us when we're broken. He knows exactly what to do. We must follow those instructions. We must follow the blueprint. We must follow the plan. And, and so, again, it, it works out better that way. God's way is better. God has the, We get our answers from God. We get our direction from God. Let us get our guidance from God. He says, and let us follow the Holy Ghost and not our own flesh. Let us follow his spirit. As we cover this weekend about how to, again, we must uh, stay in the spirit of Almighty God. As Jesus was in the spirit of God, he had to get into the spirit of God, no doubt, and, and let the Holy Ghost reign and rule in his heart so he can go out and do, <coughs> do the will of God. Come on up, please. The Bible says, and, 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 and we must get to God through prayer. He says in Philippians, as we close, he says, be God careful for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication. We must go to God in prayer. With thanksgiving, let your request be made on the God. He said, in the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, he said, we see, he said, finally, brethren, our thoughts. He said, we must think on things that are true. We know God is true tonight. How many know that? God is true. And so, church, today, let's begin to believe the true report. Let's begin to believe God. God's word is true. He says, the devil is the father of all lies. We must make sure that it's God. Whatsoever things are honest. He said, well, are we honest with ourselves? And we must be honest with God. Whatsoever things are just. He's a just God. He's a fair God. And whatsoever things are pure. Our thoughts and our hearts and our minds. When those things come in, God, make my heart be pure towards you. To think on things that are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Let me think on things that are loved through love and operate through love. Let me operate through your divine love and your divine compassion. Whatsoever things of a good report, he says, let me, uh, he says, uh, again, the things of God is, and the word of God is full of things of good reports. We learn from his word. When we go through it, we can trust in God and we can think on God and his word. The joy of the Lord, the victory that, that we've seen in the word of God. Now, again, and so we must not dwell on the things in which, uh, again, are not of God, but think on the things that are for God. Again, and so if there be any virtue, the Bible says, of more excellency, things that are right before God, things, uh, he said, there be any praise, he says, let us think on these things. Think on these things. What we both heard and received and learned, he says, and heard and seen me do. And the peace of God shall be in with you. The peace of God, when we're in God's plan, the peace is there. Amen. How many know that tonight? When you come to Christ, there's a peace in your life. When you're filled with the God's spirit, there's a peace. Peace that we were so yearning for and looking for in the world. A peace beyond all understanding. Say, man, I don't know how, but God. God is an awesome God. I couldn't find this peace before until I came to Christ. I couldn't find this satisfaction and this sense of relief that I was looking for until I got in, into God and gave my life over to God. As we close with these efforts, he says, and the rain will come and the snow from heaven, he says, and return neither but waters to the earth. He says, and make it, it bring forth bud. And, and he says, it may give seed to the sower and, and bread to the eater. And so God, because of his you in this plan, God begins to fruitfully bless you. God begins to pour out things and supply you with everything you need. God says that they just get in my plan. I have everything that you're looking for. Our thoughts on God causes us to even be around those around us to be blessed. He says, so shall my word go forth out of my mouth. God didn't make any mistakes when he wrote his word. Amen. God didn't make any mistakes. When we try to do it our own way, so I don't need the Bible. 
I don't need church. I don't need Jesus. Yes, we do. He's our manufacturer. We didn't make ourselves. You didn't make yourself. God made us. God formed us in his image. God's word is there as a manual to how to live and, 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 and be what he wants you to be and fulfill that what you're looking for. He said, my word is gone forth. And it shall not return unto me void. It shall not return unto me void. He says, but it shall accomplish that, with that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing that I sent to. God's word is gone now. He says, get into, my, get into me. Give your mind over to me. Give your heart over to me. He said, I'll bless him. I'll bless your life. Surrender to me. Give me your all today. I will bless it. I said it in my word is what he's saying. It's been proven in his word. It's already written. Naturally, he says here today, I will do exactly what I said I'll do. I'll take care of you. I'll keep you. I'll help you. I'll see you through. I'll save you. I'll heal you. I'll be your everything that you've been looking for. God says, receive it as we close. Receive it. Get saved. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Again, I, 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 that miracle, it'll come. That blessing, it'll come. Whatever the case may be, God, he says, whatsoever he doeth, it will prosper. For with me, out goes joy and leads to peace. Mountains and hills that break forth in singing. And all the trees and the fields that clap their hands. The Bible says all of it will rejoice because again here today is guided by God. Instead of thorns, the Bible says. Are you tired of the thorns tonight? Are you tired of being stuck and, and, and hurt and all these different things that sin brings? He said instead of thorns, come up fir trees, which is evergreens, life. Instead of briars, he says, come and myrtle trees. Instead of the thorns and thistles of life, the hurts and pains of life, he said, I have better way for you. And it shall be, I shall be to you the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Churches, we bow heads in reverence to God tonight. He says today, my thoughts are better for you. I have everything that man needs. I have everything. He says, if you would just come. He says, if you would just hearken to me. My friend, I hearken to the voice of God. Stop, stop trying to do it on your own strength today. Come to God. Come to the Lord. It's a better way in God. He says, my way is better. My life is better. Your lifestyle will dramatically change the things you yearn for. But we supply. You'll find that true satisfaction through salvation. You'll find it through the Holy Spirit. You'll find it because you finally got into the place that you were intended to be, and that was to serve and live for Christ. To walk in Him and to talk in Him. To be empowered. And to be able to walk uprightly before the Lord our God. Today, God has a better way that we listen. Amen. Mankind, would you listen tonight? Whoever's here today, listen. Say, God, let me lock in with you. Let me get my mind on you. Let me get my mind stayed upon you. Let me get the mind of Christ. Take over this thought. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. Transform my mind, God, tonight. Transform it into your plan and your will. God, renew me. Remake me. Mold me into your image. You God, you're the potter and we're the clay tonight. You are the potter tonight. You know what's best. Mold me. Shape me. It's an image you would have me be.
Church, today, let it be your prayer. If, you don't, if you're not saved tonight, ask the Lord, who Jesus Christ, to come into your life tonight. He came and gave his life on the cross, a great salvation plan tonight. Plan like no other to redeem mankind. The innocent blood that was shed on that cross, it was shed to, to wash away all of our sins. The innocent blood to take away the sins of the world. Naturally, a salvation plan today, if you will accept, accept it tonight. Give your life to Christ tonight. Say, Lord, I want you to be my Savior. Lord, I want you to come, come, come into my heart, my soul. God, begin to order my steps and begin to be my Lord. And I'll be your son and daughter today. I accept you. Forgive me of my sins today. Forgive me of all I've ever done. I repent of my sin. And the Lord will abundantly pardon tonight. He will abundantly pardon. Tonight, let him in. From this day forward, you make that your prayer. I'll give my life to him. As we find a place to pray tonight, Whatever it may be, let us get our minds on him. Let us lock into God's will. Let us lock into his divine purpose and plan. Say, God, we want to just focus on you. Order our steps tonight. Order our ways. Order our hands and our feet, our eyes, our mouth, our speech. God, take all of us. Take all of me. God, let it not be my thoughts, Lord. Let it not be my will. Thy will be done tonight. Your will be done, God. Make that our prayer tonight. Lord, your will be done. Old earth as it is in heaven tonight. As it is in heaven, Lord, let it be here in this house tonight. In every heart, every soul. We pray. She began to sing as unto the Lord. Let's seek the Lord. Let's begin to say, God, touch my mind and my heart. God's thoughts for us.
us. The mind of the Lord, let it reign in our hearts. The will of the Lord, let it reign in our hearts. Let us sing on the mind of Christ this weekend and invite somebody. That's why he said, he wanted all men to come to him. Let's reach out to somebody. Bring somebody to the house of the Lord with you. Amen. And you come, you come. And again, bring a friend, a loved one, whoever it may be, that they can come to know God as well. Amen. And take on the mind of Almighty God. To conform and be the will in his will. Our world turned around. For Almighty God. We're going to ask Reverend Johnson for your dismissals, please, in prayer, sir. Thank you.